Hello, and get ready to get aesthetic, because it's another episode of Edgeguard, and in case my low-effort meme did not uh, make it clear, uh, we're, we're going to be talking about a Vaporwave game today. Uh, my name is Jordan, and with me today is... Blake. I'm, Blake. I'm, Blake, I'm, is, Blake is mad at your bad aesthetic thing. <laughs> that's uh, like that's like the, the, the one... Like the easiest way to communicate the, the lowest uh, hangingest fruit. Your your thing is vaporwave. Is just say the word aesthetic, aesthetic. in a monospace format, like spaced out. Yeah, really far. I guess it doesn't really work when you say it, um, which makes my uh, low effort meme even worse. Even lower um, effort. Yeah. Well, same amount of effort, but also low quality. <laughs> um. <laughs> Tell the people about waves of vapor, Jordan. Yeah. So it? this game, this is a game called Waves of Vapor that we're going to be talking about today. Which is a, um, it's described as a six level shoot 'em up. Well, actually, shmup, which I guess is, Disgusting. that's how we say shoot 'em up now. That's no. the, no, that's how, that's <laughs> no, how you're not into people it. say shoot 'em up. I, I hate the word shmup. <laughs> well, that's what it describes itself as. Uh, in Disgusting. which you play as a pink triangle with a green square in the middle who's trying to become Vaporwave. Um, the music is all, it says all original with original in quotes, which I assume means that. He vape vaped it, vapor waved it um, himself, slowed it down slightly, even though the music vaped obviously it himself. <laughs> yeah. Ripping fat That's clouds. The form of vapor wave. I vaped that, vaped that shit. Vaped it into existence. Um, yeah. Um. So basically, it's a standard kind of bullet hell. Um. The biggest like mechanical difference from other ones, I think, is that the bullets move incredibly slow, well, which I kind of read slow. as. I kind of read as a, a joke on um, vaporwave because a lot of vaporwave is just taking a thing but making it slower. Yeah, we'll um, we'll, we'll talk about like what vaporwave is because I, I think uh, you and I assume that you know everyone knows what vaporwave is, but I mean yeah, that's I true. Think, maybe maybe I, um, for one, I know my mom listens to this podcast, and my mom for sure doesn't know what vaporwave is. Okay, <laughs> so we can go into that in a minute. Okay, but. well, I'll, I'll um, explain the mechanics, and then you can explain what vaporwave is. Um, b- basically, uh, you move around with the arrow keys, you shoot with space, and then every so often, your avatar charges up an attack that lets you shield yourself and shoot a big laser. Uh, and your goal is to just dodge incoming bullets and shoot enemies. Um, and there's a couple of boss fights. Yeah. Uh, pretty and, straightforward. And you mentioned this, but like, I, th- I feel like the biggest difference was that everything was slower and it was actually something that was like more successful than I thought. Cause I remember, uh, when we were like deciding to play this game, you and I watched a gameplay video. It's like, Oh man, it's moving really slow. That seems bad bad but yeah yeah but then in playing it because you start the first level and like the first vaporwave song plays and like just base level i'll talk go more into what vaporwave is later but a, a common practice in vaporwave is to take a standard song just slow it down a lot and it gets yep. sounds all distorted and trippy uh yep. and so that first song comes on and it's like slow and distorted and then everything is like it's almost like it's moving in slow motion and like it actually felt i was like i was like okay okay, I see what's happening here. I was kind of into it, like, immediately. It's, it was kind of a visceral feeling of, like, it's it's moving slowly, but you're just kind of, like, mm-hmm. Macintosh plussing out, <laughs> as you hear. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, um, <coughs> I, I mean, if you don't like uh, shoot-em-ups, you probably 
will struggle with this game, but I, as a shoot 'em up, I don't know. I felt like it, it, it's, it worked. It's very bullet um, hell. So if like, yeah, you're not yeah. really into bullet hell, like which, uh, yeah, that's specifically. it's like a spa- a game where you're shooting stuff and the primary function isn't really actually shooting stuff, but it's, Dodging, dodging the a stuff bazillion that's getting bullets. shot at you there are you know hundreds yeah. of projectiles on the screen at a time and you're you know weaving in and out of them while mm-hmm. also trying to shoot stuff yeah and i think that one of the kind of affordances <laughs> of the slow movement of the projectiles is it lets it be even more bullet hell than a lot of bullet oh hell like God. sometimes your yeah. screen is just plastered with projectiles and you're just like carefully snaking your way through all of them trying not to get hit yeah um, yeah, it's, uh, it's definitely like they, they went hard into it, which like, I'm not really a big bullet hell person. Um, I think for my brain, uh, it's a little bit too much to handle. Like I can either focus <laughs> on shooting something or I can focus on dodging a billion bullets. Oh, you just gotta, you just gotta stop focusing on shooting and just hold the space bar down and then some of your bullets will hit and then focus on dodging. That's yeah, I did that a little bit, but that's like. I don't know. I don't love bullet hell games, but that's what, so like at first the slowing down was like, ah, it's like bullet hell, but it's easier because everything moves slowly. And then mm-hmm. I got to the first boss fight and it's just like, oh my God, there's so many <laughs> things on the screen. Yeah. I can only dodge so, so many. many like little mini Illuminati symbols and uh, compact discs at once, which I oh, guess, Illuminati symbols. That's what they were. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what your little guy is, too. He's like a pyramid with an eyeball on it, right? Oh, maybe. I didn't get that, but, I mean, that seems right. I, it just occurred to me that the, the like, computer monitor enemies, mm-hmm. their yeah, the yeah. eye on them is the Illuminati Yeah, it's Illuminati, for sure. Like, yeah, and they no, shoot little mini totally Illuminati right. symbols. Yeah, you're um, right. So, I guess that's... We should talk... Uh, like, the, the biggest thing uh, that differentiates this from, you know, other any other bullet hell game the slowness but then also the visual aesthetic which is just 100 percent vaporwave which for the uninitiated mm. is very hard to explain because it's like this weird amalgam of like 80s nostalgia pastel and neon colors uh yes. and like greek and, 90s and like renaissance arch like uh like art like sculpture and architecture like pillars and busts that look like they're from ancient Rome or something. Importantly, I think they look like they are contemporary recreations of, Hmm. I think the vaporwave, I I mean, maybe this is just an effect of the fact that vaporwave likes to kind of wear it's a graphic, the fact that it's graphically generated on its sleeve. Mm -hmm. Um, But like, like the pillars don't just look like Greek pillars. They specifically to me, at least look like nineties uh, graphically generated. Oh, well, pillars, well, you know? yeah. And that's like another big element of vaporwave is uh, like uh, late nineties, uh, like early web design. Like when people decided the internet shouldn't just be like a bunch of like white, uh, like a white bike background with black times new Roman text on it. They're like, maybe we should make websites look good. And then they proceeded to fail miserably for 10 years. <laughs> but, uh, but it's, if you, if you don't, uh, if like, we're not conveying what vaporwave looks like and you don't know what it looks like, just Google the word vaporwave and you'll be treated to many images. You'll get yeah. it right away. Like you'll see it and be like, Oh, okay. This is, 
Yeah. The, so like uh, Jordan said the word aesthetic early on, which is like um, <laughs> vaporwave have just appropriated the word aesthetic. Vaporwave owns the word aesthetic yeah. now. I, I don't know. It's weird. I don't know why, but <laughs> who knows? But the, I don't know how to, it's, it's hard. Cause like uh, I kind of went down well, the rabbit hole, d- like yeah, learning about the origins of vaporwave, but I don't want to go into that yet. I kind of want to like maybe put that toward the end <laughs> so that people aren't just like, bored by this yeah deep dive uh, well, but. That, that's fair i mean the, the the thing about vaporwave is part of the reason why it's become such a meme is it's a very memeable <laughs> style like it, it is kind of like easily repeated mm-hmm. um it's got a, a few like kind of abstract rules visual rules like like pastel and neon colors specifically i think um green and pink and then sometimes like light blue sure. are the colors that mm-hmm. it uses um, and then like just remediating like nineties graphics, um, nineties mm-hmm. and well, I guess nineties graphics and a lot of like eighties and nineties music, which music, the musical yeah. movement of like vaporwave, which is kind of what all this is centered around. Like vaporwave is a visual aesthetic, uh, but it started kind of as a visual, like as a musical aesthetic and then the visual aesthetic that was related to that sort of came it's a whole thing like i said we're gonna go yeah, into yeah. it at some point but all right all right well let, let's let's uh let's break down the game a bit then sure. then dive into the graphics um um so what so what about bullet hells don't you like just the fact that it's like overwhelming yeah i mean I honestly don't think like, I don't think they're bad. I think it's just like not generally a, Mm -hmm. a genre of game that is for me. It's just like not something like, and in like in general, a lot of like sort of space shoot 'em up type games are like, just not really games that I absolutely love. Like Mm -hmm. I I do really like Galaga. Galaga's great. I've never actually wait. Which one's Galaga? Galaga, you know, you have a little spaceship and you shoot the little like bug looking things that fly at you. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway, so like that's sort of a class, that's a classic arcade game, yes, but then yes. sort of the modern interpretation is just like of these sort of shooting up games, just like add a bazillion more bullet, like just things. add way more <laughs> shit on the screen to make it more interesting. And it's one of those cases where just like, I, am bad at them generally i guess i i I just thought of a sort of similar type of game did you ever play luft rousers no luft rousers luft rousers luft rousers fucking kicks ass uh do you know of vlambeer no okay so it's like a indie game studio uh from the netherlands Mm. i believe anyway they've put out a lot of like sort of popular like indie classic kind of games um and Lufferousers is one of theirs, and you're just like, uh, it's it's like a 1940s like German. You're you're supposed to be like some sort of like German crazy plane, and it it plays really crazy. It's not sort of like this where it's like a top down. You're it's it's nuts. Like the way it controls is that um, you can't shoot and uh, and use your engines at the same time, and like the way you're. Yeah, your ship moves like you don't control the engine separately. You just like 
press a button to like fire your engines and then you press another button to fire your guns and then you just rotate your ship with the stick so you have to like shoot up into the air flip your ship around and then like while your ship is falling back down to the you're flying above the ocean and you're shooting a bunch of other planes and uh, like submarines like u-boats so you have to like shoot yourself up into the air and then as you're falling back down to the ocean like turn around and shoot other stuff it's really fun and it gets a little Mm. bit bullet helly uh but mostly just like the movement is really fun and i'm probably not that good at that game but it's it's very fun there's like lots of fun upgrades and the uh the music is is very good you should play left rousers um Mm. but yeah in general like it's not like i think that uh you know bullet hell shoot em ups are like not good i just they're not really for me. I think probably like, I feel like undertale. I liked a lot, even though like it's combat w- had a lot of yeah, that's, elements. But that's, that's not really a bullet hell. It's not really. Well, a lot of the thing, it's like you're dodging projectiles. Yeah, is like the main thing. It's like influenced. It's not explicitly. Yeah, it's less, it's less like the that. hell part. It's, I don't feel like overwhelmed the like difficulty of the, <laughs> well, you also, the uh, fights and you also didn't or, play the, uh, uh, pacifist playthrough of undertale which uh requires a lot oh, yeah. more is that more that way yeah because yeah. instead of fighting the enemies you just have to dodge their attacks and some of it gets that's right pretty that's gnarly right. um mm. but anyway so yeah it's yeah. not like i have anything really against it it's just not really for me yeah which doesn't seem to be the case yeah. for you it seems like i, I know you at i least kind of got i kind of enjoyed boss. this one yeah. yeah i got to the final boss i almost quit on the first boss there's two bosses six levels two of them are boss levels Mm -hmm. and i i almost quit on the first boss because it just has too much health like it just takes so long to kill it i quit on that one Um, i got to the and there was actually there was a while where i was like it was unclear to me if i was making any progress until i finally like (laughs) destroyed it briefly and the the boss is a giant like fiji arizona water bottle it, it's the shape of a <laughs> fiji bottle it says fiji but it has like the but, coloring of an arizona tea yeah. bottle and <laughs> the words can. arizona yeah printed on the yeah i thought that was funny yeah it's uh, um yeah but that's um uh and so what, like after you hit it enough times it like empties a little bit um but man do you have to hit a lot of times it's got to be like a hundred times no, more or something. than a hundred. Like, it's probably several yeah. hundred. Uh, I didn't, well, I didn't per, beat it. per phase. I mean, Oh yeah, probably. I don't know. I, I stopped after that boss. I got it to like the third phase and it seemed like I was pretty close to killing it and I died. And that was like the third or fourth time I tried it. And I was like, you know what? I think I've got this game's yeah. aesthetic. I would love to hear the, the, the jams, the the vaporwave jams yeah, yeah. that are to I come. I mean, I wonder if you go in the game's uh, files. I'm literally doing that music. right now. <laughs> oh, are you? Yeah, it'd be interesting to. There are like the 40 Ogvorbis files really in like this it. in this thing. Yeah, so the one like, that's the one what they are. that you missed um, is the music playing for the uh, final boss, which is Hocus Pocus by Focus. But vaporwaved um, out. But vaporwaved out. Which is an interesting is choice because good. because that ga- that song's so fast and it's also it like really a rock like, song. It's not sort of like a, a, a no. It's not smooth jazz or synth pop, which is what vaporwave would. Uh, usually well, that actually to brings sample. me to something I was kind of thinking about with this game. Mm-hmm. Is that you know normally boss fights in games have like really action past action-packed fast-paced kind of music you know mm-hmm. it's supposed to feel like tense high stakes 
Um, but vaporwave as a genre is like, it's supposed to be like chill, slow, well, um, smooth. Um, well, often originally, originally, I would say like the origins of vaporwave are definitely that, but, uh, yes, in my rabbit hole, I have, uh, learned a lot about the, you know, various subgenres and sort of the blanket of what vaporwave has become, which is very interesting. And we'll, again, mm-hmm. we're going to talk about it later, but continue. Yeah. Well, we can talk about it in just a moment. Cause I'm kind of going to segue into that. But, okay. Uh, it is, it's, I was just kind of thinking about like the relationship between graphics and uh, mechanics. Um, because like in a way, you know, one of the things that's very strange about like video games is that they can be reskinned. Mm-hmm. So you can have the exact same game. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the famous example is chess, right? You've mm-hmm. got Harry Potter chess, you've got whatever skin you can imagine. There's yeah. a version of chess or for like it. but it's Monopoly. Literally they have yeah, Monopoly, or Monopoly for every but it's the same license game. you could ever think. <laughs> yeah, it's it's true. There's everything. Avengers, chess, Avengers, Monopoly. But it's like, it doesn't change it at all. Um, and um, sometimes, you know, it just kind of fades in the background. You don't think about what sort of like visual style mm-hmm. is uh, happening with the game mechanics. But in, in this one, you know... Um, it kind of tries to have some like um, some consonants between the the mechanics and the style sure. by slowing down the bullets, but it's I don't know. It it almost seems like vaporwave and bullet hell are not like super compatible yeah, genres. It's, it's kind of dissonant, almost, which yeah, I thought was kind of cool. It, it definitely like as a person who generally doesn't like bullet hell, I probably enjoyed this more than a standard bullet mm-hmm. hell game just because like the way, I don't know. Like I said, it was very successful on me when it like, it came out all slow and I was like, yeah, yeah. like, and, and I, 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 I actually, Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say that I do. Um, you know, when the bullets weren't close enough that I had to be worried about them, the fact that they're all like really, they, they always come out like arrayed in these really nice symmetrical patterns. Uh-huh. Like all of the, the, the water bottles. bottles drop. Oh yeah. Coke bottles actually drop Pepsi the bottles, but sure. The Pepsi bottles drop the little water droplets at like perfect diagonal angles. Mm-hmm. And then the, the boss shoots out those like, I don't know, are they bubbles? Um, I have no idea. At like in really nice, like spiraling circles. Mm-hmm. And they just like, they, they, jive with the the music really well sure um but then you can't really like appreciate it because you're frantically yeah like, trying to dodge them yeah it's almost like one of those like uh like windows media player the visualizer you remember that like windows xp oh yeah we just play it with any song. it's almost like vaporwave visualizer <laughs> but playable which uh yeah. which was fun um yeah that's a good way to describe I, it and you, you reminded me of something that i kind of wanted to talk about which is that like this game, it's not super original, I would say. It's just sort of like a spin on... So- it's a slowed-down version of something that already exists, which mm-hmm. felt to me... I'm not sure if this was intentional, but it felt to me like a sort of comment or an embodiment of Vaporwave in general. It's just like the, yeah, the yeah, same thing as it. something you already know, but just slowed down and with trippy visuals on it. And like... Yep. I don't know. Vaporwave is something that doesn't take itself very seriously. That's like maybe the most binding thing about it is that it doesn't, mm-hmm. it's yeah, yeah. kind of tongue in cheek 
uh, in general, and that's what's made it like so successful. Like, as, for, as a meme, it's just like you don't get a bunch of people who are like, hmm, well, you're vaporwave. Blah, blah. I mean, obviously, you get people having arguments. It is, it is still an internet genre. Like, there are people arguing mm-hmm. about whether or not this or that is vaporwave, but I don't think anyone's taking it too seriously, even though some vaporwave music is genuinely very enjoyable and good and interesting uh in my mm. opinion um yeah i i felt like the twist the like small tweaks of this game made to the genre were interesting and fun mm. um slowing everything down uh is the big one but. sure sure um well i th- i think this might be a fair moment to segue into uh vaporwave as a visual genre um and maybe you can uh we, you can indulge um, us with your musical. history of vaporwave. Yeah, I mean, mostly my, my, I came at it from the musical perspective because that's where there's more variation. Uh, I think the, yeah, the visuals yeah. are sort of what like ties the the musical stuff together. Is that they're all have like these visual themes that are closely related, which is. Mm-hmm. I don't know. How do you want it? Do you want me to sort of start by talking about like how vaporwave sort of started? Yeah. You, I mean, before the show, you were telling me that you, you fell down the rabbit hole. Oh yeah. And I, I want, I want to be, I want to be taken down the rabbit I hole. I mean, I you, did so watch just, uh, a 25 minute short documentary about oh, is it the vice vaporwave. one vaporwave. Oh no. It's just like some guy on YouTube. Oh, there's a Vice one about it too. Oh, really? Oh, damn. Or maybe they did an article. The Vice one's probably pretty good. Um, Um, But uh, so Vaporwave, kind of by my understanding, is sort of it started as a joke. Uh, uh, That sounds right. People kind of yeah, exactly. The the people kind of trace the beginnings of Vaporwave to this uh, this first album by uh, it's by the guy who is One of Tricks Point Never, which is a uh, musician but he like under a different mm. uh musical name uh oh what was it it's like chuck something um sorry i'm trying to like scan uh chuck person as chuck person so the the guy's actual name is daniel lopatin he's generally known as one tricks point never but he released this album called echo jams volume one as chuck person which uh used like the cover of uh, Echo the Dolphin for like Sega Mega Drive, but like fucked it up, like distorted it and like chopped mm. it up so that there's no, it just says like Echo a bunch of times and Mega on it. But anyway, he basically just slowed down a bunch of like 1990s, like smooth jazz and like elevator music. And he just did it as a joke because he thought it would be funny. And then the other yeah. sort of uh, uh, primordial vaporwave thing is is called Farside Virtual, um, and that was by who is that by? Uh, I I can't find who it's by. But anyway, so that was sort of the the next uh, thing, and then of course the 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 classic Macintosh Plus is kind of like the actual like first what people consider like the first actual vaporwave. It's like the Echo Jams Volume One and Farside Virtual were what brought about. Uh, Macintosh Plus to make uh, um, Floral Shop, which if you look at the cover of it is uh, incredible. It's like the most 
iconic vaporwave thing. It's like this uh, neon pastel pink, and it's got the all these Japanese characters, and then like a bust, like a. Oh yeah, I've I've seen this before. Yeah, actually. yeah, and you've heard uh, the song. Uh, it's known as if you just look like uh, Macintosh Plus Four Twenty, because the name of the song <laughs> is just like a bunch of Japanese of characters, and then just the digits 420 and then a bunch more Japanese characters, which um, we, have, we, I guess we forgot to mention that like Japanese culture is also like a big uh, part of a lot of vaporwave. It's just like some teenage kid in Seattle found this old, he like went to the dollar store, found this old record of like shitty eighties pop music that no one's ever heard of. And then he, or like nineties pop music. And then he slowed it way the hell down, uh, gave it a name with Japanese characters. And now he's famous on SoundCloud, but no one knows who's <laughs> he, who he actually is because he never, really? yeah, it's crazy. So like a not an, uh, anonymity is like a huge part of vaporwave culture. Like, um, and oh, man, there's there's so much to talk about because uh, <laughs> initial vaporwave was actually a little bit more straight faced and it was a lot it was like um, a lot of it was supposed to be a criticism of like capitalism consumerism and sort of yeah. yuppie culture of the 90s which is where vaporwave gets the name yes. is like vaporware which is like fake products that uh, companies would like put out press saying that they were making things and then like never actually make them. So it was like, Oh, they made this cool thing, but it didn't actually exist. Um, yeah. Which is, I think for me, one of the most interesting things about like vaporwave as a, both a style and a like internet subculture mm -hmm. is like, that seems like it's going to be a very like, um, kind of cliche trite critique of like consumer capitalism. Like, Mm -hmm. Oh, it's all like vapor. It's empty. Sure. It's ephemeral. It's meaningless. It's just, it's nothing. It's meaningless. And you'd think it'd be like kind of like a uh, super like cynical, ironic sort of like yeah. subculture, but mm-hmm. it's like shockingly not. Yeah. It's like people are like really like weirdly like sincere mm-hmm. and um, like, it, like it has a, a remarkable amount of like positive emotion sure. associated with it rather than just like angry cynicism or something. Yeah. Um, which I think is what's like most unusual about vaporwave when compared with other kinds of like internet sub- subcultures. Yeah. And so the other, the other thing about it is like, it sort of started at this like sort of anti capitalism thing, mm-hmm. but then vaporwave, I don't know. It's something about the, the sum of all the parts of vaporwave kind of became internet magic. Cause so uh, the Macintosh plus album floral shop came out in 2011. And even still like there's, if you go on SoundCloud or Bandcamp, there's like a consistent stream of like vaporwave stuff. Just, it just keeps coming out and the genre keeps growing and like, it's come to be an umbrella and there are like all these sub genres with equally hilarious names. And some of them are, uh, I actually, found myself at work today just like jamming to uh some some sweet vaporwave um yeah but it's sort of expanded to like the 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 sub genres sort of falling into the three main ones uh are you ready to hear the names because they're good so ready Uh, incredibly ready well there's hard vapor which sort of takes the vaporwave sound and makes it more aggressive and uh sort of Mm. uh i don't you probably don't know what gabber is uh, I know you like to talk no, about being uh, uh, musically illiterate. <laughs> so I, 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 and I, I, Gabber, I and, like to talk about it. It's just true. <laughs> and Gabber is like 
even it's not well known by then, but it's sort of like um, it, it hard. Uh, what is it? Hard vapors sort of was born out of like people being like, oh, this like weird yuppie slow sound is stupid. So we're gonna instead of uh, slowing down these uh, this like '90s yuppie music, we're gonna speed it way the hell up and uh, make it really hard and distort the shit out of it and make it sound like really aggressive. So that's like sort of one of the big camps. And then hmm. uh, on the other, uh, the opposite end is, or not quite the opposite end, but on it, the other end is future funk, which um, sort of took the vaporwave style of like, okay, we're going to uh, take uh, this sort of nineties synth, synthy music, music with a lot of synthesizers in it. And we're going to <laughs> change the speed of it, which in regular vaporwave, it's generally slowed down and looped a lot. But in future funk, it's often sped up and it's like synth funk, electro funk. So it's like funky, dancey. It's more like house and disco inspired. So that's kind of what I like the most. It's like this dancey and fast pace and just like weird, like people just sampling like Donna Summer, but then like playing it really fast and distorting it. And that can be really fun. And then also introducing like other extra instruments and like video game sounds and this like weird shit. And then the, mm. the final sort of main umbrella is uh mall soft, which is my favorite of the names. Uh, but mall soft is kind mall of like, soft. yeah, is kind of the more, uh, like classic vaporwave where uh mall soft basically the reason it's called mall soft is because it's supposed to sound like, like music you would hear in the mall so it's a yeah, lot yeah. of like distorted elevator music and sort of like slow mellow but like enjoyable uh mm-hmm. music uh, yeah I, I feel like um yeah it's like vaporwave is like it takes it takes a thing and like usually a a product or like a corporate style or something and it just like empties it of its original content and then like uses it as a as a a style in itself sure than whatever it was originally yeah and Um, and it can take sort of the whole idea of or this whole i don't know how quite how to say this but like a lot of the music that is sampled in vaporwave and used to make vaporwave is like i don't know not what people would necessarily consider good music it's just like kind of (laughs) vapid shallow pop music but a lot of times by slowing it down and distorting it and adding introducing their own musical elements into it artists are creating something that is what many would argue is like more artistically valid uh than the source material uh because Probably. it's introducing certainly more interesting and innovative. Sure. Sure. Um, and yeah, I actually, I want to recommend, uh, a video essay that I watched earlier today, um, on YouTube. It's called vaporwave genre redefined. It's by YouTube user, Mr. Amazing. It's a really well produced. Mm. Uh, it's sort of this guy talking about like how he first heard the floral shop, 420 song and he's like this is fucking stupid why do people like this why is this stupid meme genre becoming popular (laughs) and then he sort of started hearing uh what vaporwave became in the coming years because um and the at the start it was sort of a lot of it was very samey but now as i was sort of talking about those three different main sub genres there are even there are tons there are dozens and it's sort of like exploded out into this crazy 
I don't know. It's, it's just like a huge blanket for a lot of interesting music and, mm-hmm. uh, and the visual elements to those music. Yeah. One thing I've been trying to like figure out is like, why, why is it so like, why is it good? It doesn't seem like it should be like, what is a, what is appealing about vaporwave? Like I, I've, it's really, I don't I really like it, but mm. it seems like I shouldn't. Yeah. Um, one thing that I've it sort of occurred to me that's maybe like a an initial theory mm-hmm. um, is like a lot of what vaporwave like draws from is stuff that was designed not to be noticed. Mm-hmm. Um, it was so like, intended you know, to be elevator pleasant. music lounge. It's supposed to be like like softly pleasant in the most like mm. un un. Like not noticed, like yeah. just something that's supposed to fade into the background, mm-hmm. and then, um, uh, so it's like music that you didn't even know you knew. Yeah. Um, and then like what vaporwave does is it like, it makes it known, like it oh sure something that you're like so like almost all vaporwave. I don't know if you feel this way, but it's like even if I can't exactly put my finger on what it's sampling from, mm-hmm. like a lot of times you can. You're like, sure. Oh, this is that song. This is that part but from just, Africa like, by Toto. Yes, or this is uh, Hocus Pocus by Focus. Sure. Sometimes it just like feels like weirdly familiar. Yeah. In a in a like like it kind of gives you like the feeling that um, you get from like watching yeah a, it's nostalgic a movie from your it's, childhood or something. It's nostalgic even if you don't know yeah. what's so familiar. It's about actually it. it's actually very interesting that you brought that up because uh, the reason I found. Uh, this guy, this video, this vaporwave genre redefined by Mr. Amazing video that I think you all should go watch is because uh, in talking and playing this game, uh, talking about and playing this game for the podcast, I listened to one of my favorite vaporwave songs, which is Resonance by Home. And I was uh, searching on YouTube to just like, uh, because it's very popular. The way I found it is because it's this thing called Simpson Wave, where this guy just uh, edits clips from the American television cartoon the simpsons <laughs> and like distorts them uh-huh. and puts weird filters and like vaporwave uh visuals of the aesthetic of the simpsons and then just plays vaporwave music underneath it and uh <laughs> and so i was looking for one of those videos and i found uh, mr amazing also like did this video essay about um about that song and he he goes pretty deep into music theory which even i'm like not that good at um but he talks about like why it's so evocative and nostalgic, like from a musical perspective, it's fascinating. You should watch that as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'll watch it. But, uh, but yeah, it's just sort of, I think one thing is that it's, uh, like you sort of mentioned, it's taking something that's meant to be not noticed or just sort of generally be pleasant and sort of, I don't know, it's adding some dissonance, which can be weirdly, like endearing about it. It's like, Oh, this sounds kind of like wrong, but in a way that it makes it interesting. It makes you listen to it more, Mm -hmm. but then you're reminded of like, I don't know the sounds. And there's a really great quote that I forget exactly here. Let me see if I can find exactly who, who it came from. I stole it from, uh, the Wikipedia page for vaporwave. Um, Adam trainer, uh, and he, uh, said that it is music made less for enjoyment than for the regulation of mood. 
a regulation of mood, which I feel uh, like is interesting because like vaporwave, like it does have a very distinct, like, I don't know. I feel like I put it on because I want to like vibe, you know, you just want to kind of feel it <laughs> vibe. Yeah. You just want to, you just want to vibe yeah. with the music, but it, so it's seems, kind of interesting in that. Yeah. I like that quote. Um, um it's, you know, it <coughs> almost seems like it's sort of like a little bit of, uh, like, like the, the visual style of vaporwave doesn't totally map onto what the, um, the musical style is doing other than that. It's like late 90 or late eighties and nineties, um, stuff uh remediated and that it's also like i guess kind of chill and that Mm -hmm. it tends to be softer colors sure um but one thing that you don't uh get in the vaporwave music that you obviously do get in the vaporwave like glitch art is like well maybe you get this a little bit but it's it's like aestheticizing obsolescence Mm. like it i no, actually i guess you do get this in the music because it's supposed to be like music that feels out of date. Yeah. Um, and that's where I think like a lot of the synthesizers come in. And I think that helps yeah, that's, with okay, the, it helps with mind. the nostalgia guess, yeah. and the warmness is like analog synthesizers. And I guess like the other, you know, synthesizers of the, of the eighties, uh, just have a sound like music doesn't sound like that as much anymore. Uh, other than like chill wave or stuff that is yeah. specifically, uh, referencing, that music but yeah, like yeah you know most pop music doesn't really sound like that anymore so it's kind of like inherently nostalgic and then mm-hmm. but then you, you slow it down and kind of distort it and then it, it sounds different but still familiar enough that you're just kind of like hmm it's yeah i don't know vaporwave fascinating yeah. stuff man yeah it's the, like one of the weird things about um like digital technology it's like how quickly stuff dates itself. Like the, the, um, it's like, I was, I was thinking specifically about the fact that the enemies in this game, you know, to go back to the game that ostensibly we're talking about, uh, there are those disc enemies that just shoot discs at you. They're like, they're compact CDs. Yeah. Yeah, as it's funny because I'm playing this on a computer that doesn't even have a disk drive, like a disk drive. Yeah, um, so it really like shows how uh, like non-functional the stuff that vaporwave is using as its aesthetic like, really is. Yeah, and it actually uh, that kind of brings me to something that I forgot to mention when I was sort of breaking down the whole history, but that vaporwave wasn't supposed to be something that lasted. It was sort of uh, one in a string of like what are considered micro well, I genres. Mean, it's only been a few years, but like, I mean, so even still, uh, let me, let me finish my thought, Jordan. Okay. It's a very okay. good thought. <laughs> all right. All right. But uh, so it's like, what is considered a micro genre in uh, yeah, music? That's true. But it was sort of born out of chill wave, which was like in, probably the late 2000s, early 2010s. So like probably like 2009, 2008 until probably 2011 or 2012 chill wave was like that music that was very specifically like we're using analog synthesizers and playing music that sounds Mm. like a weird sort of trippier version of what 
would have uh like what could have been made in the 80s uh yeah yeah and it was very very popular like uh toru imwa um he had like i think it's his first or second album was like hugely popular and like washed out there were like a ton of artists like it was sort of a genre born of the internet uh one of the first like big genres to be born of the internet and it was super popular for a couple of years and then now it barely exists anymore and vaporwave was sort of created as a bastardization of that um the the uh the chuck chuck person the first uh sort of vaporwave thing like he said that like i made it because i was making fun of that chill wave shit like people thought it was so great and i like knew it was a fad and now vaporwave has like lived longer than chill wave has in and still maintained relevance and in many cases had more legitimacy than chill wave did. So it's, Mm. uh, it's kind of fascinating to me, uh, and, and cool that it turned from like, Oh, we're making fun of this weird thing by like bastardizing it and making it like even more like, I don't know, just kind of like a tongue in cheek. We're like, ha ha, we're laughing at it. We're making something that's even dumber than that. And then now it's like, I don't know, has continued more. I mean, there is some of that still. Like, anytime oh, the word aesthetic with the spaces comes up, it's, that's just a joke. Sure. But, but it does seem like uh, there, there's a little more depth to Paperwave than just that. Sure. Um, there's more than meets the eye. There is, <laughs> um, I guess. <laughs> um, uh, well, unless you have anything else to say about uh, the game, um, should we introduce the game for next week sure the game we're playing for next week is cross sneak i'm gonna guess is how you say it yeah i don't know how to spell it it's uh c-r-o or i don't know how to pronounce it Mm -hmm. but it's c-r-o-s-s-n-i-q yeah um so mine was designed by max krieger Mm -hmm. man uh it's some sort of tile puzzle game uh Mm -hmm. i am not really sure how to play it or what it is other than a puzzle I, game but i am it's pretty straightforward i played it a little bit yeah i'm excited um, to uh yeah, i'm gonna go ahead and uh, take credit for finding this one because i played it for like 30 seconds i can already tell it's gonna be fun mm-hmm. so i just want to just go ahead and claim i want to go and stroke um, your own ego the, there for a little bit yeah and just just a little bit you know i want everyone to know i have good taste in games mm-hmm. so uh th- that one's all me but yeah uh fine crossnick 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 maybe uh, there's actually, if you look at the top of the, because you're the point of the game is to make crosses. No, that's true. But if so. you look at the top of the page, there's like a phonetic spell. I don't know. I bet. I don't know. Nah, I don't, whatever. I don't know. Proper phonetic. Game, it's available on HEO. Um, it's fun. It just came out like a week or two ago. Um, and we will talk about that next week. And, um, uh, talk to you next no, time. No, 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 no. Follow what? us on Twitter at EdgeGuardCast. <laughs> gotta do it ah uh, yes we'll, we'll, uh, yes. we'll be tweeting out the most links to the games step. we're gonna be tweeting out twitter handles of the people that made the games so you can go tell them how much you love their game and hang out with them be their friend because they're cool people almost Perfect always moment. everyone who's ever made a video game is cool I, there's no exception to that rule I'm sure didn't EA games make a video game oh once? god you know, you're trying to weigh in on jump on that jump on that band no wagon. listen this ain't that kind of podcast my guy <laughs> my wagon podcast no, uh, talk about real life video game news podcast. <laughs>
<laughs> That's true. It's not. We talk about fringe games about only. Studios. We don't talk there are about no studios here. We don't talk about normie games. God, oh God! Don't. <laughs> I, we don't want to talk about the word normie. We certainly don't, and that's why we'll talk to you next week. Yeah.